Hey, welcome to the Monkey House Primates. So, thanks so much. I've asked around here to quickly uh, let you all know that we're in Sydney. We're about to be in Brisbane. So uh, very quick stop in Sydney. We're just here for a few nights. So come and see us. And then what are we doing? We're going up to Brisbane. We're going to do a Who Knew It with Matt Stewart at Good Chat. And we're also doing a couple of Dryer Dryers, our comedy festival show. It's the last run of the whole tour. So come on down, Brisbane. That's right. And in Sydney, we're at the Manning Bar and at the Chippo for the Who Knew It. Really pumped up. Hopefully see you all there. Uh, now on with the show. Ook, ook. What is that what the monkey say? Yeah, ooga cha cha. <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to Primates, the podcast where we explore primates in popular culture from chimpanzee all the way down to chimpanzee. I'm your host, Matt Stewart, and this week joining me in the monkey house is comedian and returning guest, Dave Warnicky. Hi, Dave. Hello, and thank you for having me in the house. That's so good. Uh, the monkey house currently is in Glasgow. Glasgow, yes. We're sitting in a, a beautiful, uh, well, obviously in the house, but inside the house, we've got a beautiful Airbnb. What do, what do you make of this place? It's beautiful. Honestly, it's probably the nicest house I've ever been inside. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe we're allowed to be in here. It's wild. Uh, it's just so nice. But I think this is just standard. Yeah. I mean, just getting in, the key was beautiful. Yeah. The, the way it ca- slid in there. Oh, I'd lo- I wish people could see the key right the, now. Yeah, it's amazing. It feels like something out of like, you know, one of those movies with dragons in it. Yeah, it feels like a medieval castle. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Imagine that kind of key. We did have to cross a moat to get in here. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, but yeah, I think standard Glasgow houses are just freaking beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah, feel like I'm not worthy, but anyway, it's nice to be here all the same. Uh, you know, and using it for the classy sort of That's purpose right. that it, it would be used to as well. You are sitting on a genuine like Chesterfield leather couch too whilst doing this part. Is it? How can you tell it? Do you know a genuine Chesterfield by by look or is it by touch? A taste. Taste. Yeah. I did notice you're licking it before. That's Chesterfield. (laughs) That's a Chesterfield, no doubt about it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we're over here uh, doing some live podcasts and stand-up shows, aren't we, Dave? Absolutely. And can people still come along? Sure. Yeah. This episode is going to go straight out. Awesome. Well, we are in Glasgow tomorrow night. If you listen to this, Thursday, November 10, and then from then on, we're driving down to Leeds, Manchester, Bristol, and finishing off in London. Man, it's going to be so much fun. Our Birmingham show was really fun last night. and um, Yeah, great fun. Yeah, but we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about this week's topic, which is Captain Planet and the Planeteers. Ooh, full title. And you can be one too. Uh, according to its fandom page, Captain Planet and the Planeteers is an American animated environmentalist television program based on an idea by Ted Turner and Robert Larkin III. 
<laughs> it ran episodes from September the 10th, 1990 until December the 5th, 1992. Pretty short run, really. Because yeah. they, they kept playing that. I reckon it was still on Australian TV, like, well into the 90s. Yes, late absolutely. 90s. Yeah, late 90s. Maybe, maybe even beyond, I don't know. But um, uh, a sequel series, The New Adventures of Captain Planet, ran for three seasons. Huh. Oh, right. So, this was suggested by Sophie from Latte Sipping Northcote, as she <laughs> describes it, uh, who, write, who, who wrote, There is a monkey. The theme song is a banger. And everyone of a particular age played it and, like Spice Girls, had their own character. Absolutely. I, th- I think that's a really accurate description of it and a good way to put it. Um, first question, which Spice Girl? Uh, sporty Spice. You? You're sporty. Big Jesus. fan. And you're, I mean, you are a sporty guy. Absolutely. I saw a lot of myself in her backflipping abilities. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and her six-pack abs. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I had those. Uh, you, Spice Girl? I think I was like Scary Spice. Scary's great. Yeah. Two males. Both of us together. That's right. We're the two males. The males together strong. <laughs> and uh, what about, I mean, maybe we should go through who they are first before you Okay. Um, tell us which one of the planeteers uh, you, you know, related to the most. But um, I, uh, I'm going to read you out a bit of a synopsis because we just watched the first ever episode which I, neither of us remembered no yeah i just feel like for me the show just existed and i accepted i didn't know where where their powers and all that stuff had come from so it was cool yeah i mean that yeah i feel like i would have watched a lot of episodes multiple times but i don't have any memory of that first episode. yeah because uh, the start really sets it up it's like a it's an origin story i was gonna say it's a prequel but it's not when it's the first <laughs> episode is it <laughs> It's just the thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I mean, the, the synop- I can't believe... This is going to be one of the most detailed fandoms I've come across um, whilst uh, making the Primates podcast. It, honestly, the ep- I'll read how this episode synopsis starts and you'll see how much detail. If, if we- I read it out, it would go for longer than the episode. This is how it starts. The opening shot <laughs> is of a small white rabbit playing in a peaceful green forest. Suddenly, noises of machinery and destruction are heard. Birds fly about in panic, and trees are torn down and crushed by a giant four-legged machine. Is this the entire script and storyboard? <laughs> I think so. The white rabbit flees in fear. At the controls of the machine sits a fat pig-like man <laughs> named Hoggish Greedly and his sidekick Rigger. Uh, Greedly laughs and claims that his new machine... Uh, will mean he can drill for oil anywhere. Rigger laughs too and adds that they can even drill inside wildlife sanctuaries. Greedly <laughs> agrees, claiming the job to be done and they'll be gone before anyone even knows they're there. Steering the machine into the ocean, Greedly starts the drill, which continues down through the ocean floor. That's the first paragraph. That is absolutely an incredible amount of detail. Yes, um, so I probably won't read that all out today, but yeah, fair um, enough. we can probably go through it from memory for the most part, but I'm, I mean, I can always uh, refer, refer back. back. There is, uh, on one of the other pages, it has the, uh, the uh, quotes the opening narration, which is, our world is in peril. Gaia, the spirit of the earth, can no longer stand the terrible destruction plaguing our planet. She gives five magic rings to five special young people from Africa Kwame with the power of Earth. From the North America, 
Wheeler with the power of fire. From Eastern Europe, Linker with the power of wind. That was updated because of the fall of the Soviet Union. First yeah, episode. They did say Soviet Union. But that, yeah, that obviously got, gets changed at some point. Um, from Asia, Guy with the power of water. And from South America, Marty with the power of heart. With the five powers combined, they summon Earth's greatest champion, Captain Planet. The power is yours. <laughs> Which you have been walking around saying for the last 15 yeah, minutes on repeat. It's stuck in my head like a like a jingle. It's yeah. a real earworm phrase. The power is <laughs> yours. <laughs> so what happens next, Dave? Should we talk through this episode? Because I, yeah. I mean, this sets it all up. We did just watch a bunch of episodes. So, what I'd never seen before is yeah, Gaia give the rings to to the kids around the world, and she did say it says there that she, she's sick of the destruction. It, she also admits to not have having checked in on Earth for a hundred years. Yeah, she's a like, century. What? Well, not much could have happened in a century. Yeah, and then it like sort of it's a montage of like you know deforestation and oil drilling and all sorts of environmental disasters and then these kids just have rings just sort of appear in their different lives this is a montage of where they get the ring yeah and uh yeah the 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 first one is uh was it um gay maybe and it just like it just sort of comes out of the ocean and sort of hits her basically yeah, like off the like the like a dolphin's head or something just bounces onto her yeah be like what the hell is this <laughs> um yeah it's a bit rude that guy didn't think she could go around and Hand, hand deliver them. Yeah. And then they... How do they all get there, though? They all get They just summoned, sort of, like, appear get there. Get summoned to guys, like, underground Palace Island. Yeah. What guy is, is a... Like, a kid thief. What do you, yeah. What do you, what do you, what's the term for a kid thief? Kidnapper. Kidnapper. <laughs> I was like, are you doing a bit? <laughs> I'm always doing a bit. If I ever sound like I'm being silly... Yeah. ...and I don't know something... Oh, Matt... Matt's stupid. He doesn't get that. No, that's a bit. That's just a bit. That's just a bit. Obviously, I know what I'm doing. I'm a professional. <laughs> and one of the most mind-blowing things about Captain Planet, looking back, is the voice cast. Oh, it's amazing. Maybe we can talk about that throughout. Yeah, throughout but because just- each, uh, each episode seems to have one... You know, like any sort of superhero comic right, book there's thing, one there's one main bad baddie. guy. Yeah. And then the, f- the first... Well, the first character that comes up... Gaia, that's Whoopi Goldberg. Is it? That is Whoopi. And it, yeah, it seems At like... At least in the first couple of seasons. The, uh, all, yeah, I don't know if the main cast, the, the Planeteers are famous, but all the, well, all Kwame, the bad guys are. Kwame is vo- voiced by LeVar Burton. Do you know LeVar I know Burton that name. from Star Trek and a bunch of... Uh, he does a lot of voice acting. Yeah, right. He reads. He's he's got a. I think he's he's got some sort of reading based show in the US on PBS or something. Right. He's quite famous for. That we don't get, but I think he's yeah, in pop culture quite well known. Yes. Um. Oh yeah. In Star Trek, he was the guy that had the like the. Stra- oh yeah. Strap over his eyes. Man, that would have been a long. Multiple years of him having to look through that thing, you know, twelve <laughs> hours a day. And be serious. Yeah. Which is, you know, that's what acting is, I guess. Um, so, I think of the main, the five, I think he's the only actor that I recognize. I think the others are like sort of voice actors. But some of the the bad guys or the baddies. Well, the, the, what about the ones we've mentioned so far? So, we've got Hoggish Greenly, the, the pig-like man. Because uh, the Hoggish bad guys Greenlee, do seem to, a few of them are definitely just 
uh, kind of, you know, hu- like, what do you call them? Like mutants, I guess. Animal-human yeah. hybrids. Well, Hoggy Greedley is vo- was voiced by Ed Asner from the Mary Tyler Moore show. Ah. He holds the uh, record for most primetime Emmy wins. Really? And how many Most honoured male performer in the history of the Primetime Emmy Awards, having won seven. Oh, Ed Asner. Yeah, and this guy. Yeah, he's great. He's awesome. What a classic. I don't know. Yeah, so he's he's that voice. And then some of the other um, baddies. Tim Curry voiced Mel, who was the assistant to Dr. Blight, voiced by Meg Ryan. Mm-hmm. A vernomous scum who's like a rat-like man. Yeah, he's, he's real rat-like, isn't he? He's full rat. He's got a tail. Yeah. He's like, he's Splinter. He's like yes. he's like evil Splinter. Yeah, and that's he's voiced by Jeff Goldblum. Amazing. Luton Plunder was James Coburn. This is all, like this is blowing my mind. I didn't I and it seems weird why I guess it's for the parents, but I'm like well, I never knew who any of these people were. It's absolutely amazing. It's a rigger who's Hoggish Greedley's sidekick who does a funny laugh and is uh in this episode. That's John Ratzenberger. Right. It, I, and I didn't realize cuz normally when he plays a cat like he is he Ham in Toy Story. Yeah, I think he's in every Pixar movie. But he normally just does his voice. Yeah, so he's He was putting on a voice for this one, wasn't he? Great work, John. You've got it in you. Um Zam was voiced by Sting and then later Sting. Malcolm McDowell took over the role. So it's like this incredible voice cast. So, because at, at, at the end of it, it says like uh, created, you know, based on an idea created by Ted Turner, the CNN guy. So, I guess that, you know, he put the call out, said yes, I'm making this environmental right. show with a great message, I guess. And that all the actors were like, all right. Man, I as a kid, I did not, I did not notice how thickly spread the message was. Oof, they, there's no subtlety at all. Is it there? is very, it's so hammered home. But yeah, it's funny as a kid, I just, I'm just like, ah, yeah. this is fun. Yeah, for sure. I, lo- I loved Captain Planet. I had, um, you know, like, toy- like toys of it, the Captain Planet figurine. I had a ring that I would wear because, you know, one of the... Right. I haven't revealed who my favorite is yet. Yeah. But and so, well, should we do that now? I'd love to know. I saw myself and I'm a bit embarrassed watching this back. Wheeler. Oh, the power yeah. of fire. Uh, I could, yeah, I can see that. I, I thought it was cool. I remember liking him too, but yeah, watching it back, he's definitely the most annoying by a long way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a bodacious uh, in your face. He'd be a nightmare to be guy. around. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think fire's are one of the better... If you could if you could have one of the rings, which one would you go for? Um, I always as a kid thought that heart was a cop-out. Like yes. Everyone was always like, oh, heart... But watching it back, he can. I remember now that he can communicate with animals. Yes, he can hear other, like talk to other people's thoughts. Yeah, like, he's you know, basically in, in Professor X. Yeah, he's actually awesome. So maybe I would take Marty and Hart. Oh yeah, I think so too. I I would never have said that in the past. Me either. But like you know, because now I'm an adult, I'm like, well, if I could control earthquakes and stuff, what am I doing with that? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, it's the most practical one for yeah. sure, probably. Uh, and I forgot that uh, the water ring you need you need a water source to yeah water manipulate. doesn't spurt out of the ring like fire comes out yeah wind Gee's, comes out Gee's got to like direct water from a local source yeah so you know if, if some somehow like you know hoggish greedly somehow 
traps are in a waterless environment. <laughs> yeah, that's right. If you're in a desert gear, you're stuffed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and she can't just go around and like, you know, like people who don't have enough water, she can't just feed the masses. Mm. Yeah, she's not creating it. But Marty, he can uh, listen in on the thoughts of the masses. Yes. He's, he's a real perv, that kid. I hope he can turn it off. That'd yeah, be yeah. a nightmare if you can't. You know, like uh, that Mel Gibson movie, What Women Want. Oh, <laughs> oh I thought you were talking about The Beaver. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen The Beaver. Yeah. <laughs> How, what's it like? Uh, what? I haven't seen it either, to be honest, but so I'm going to give it full five stars. Yeah, no, I'm sure it's great. Yeah. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Okay. So I think. Yeah. It's funny that we're now going hard. I would have sworn like two hours ago yeah. that Hart was shit ass. But yeah. Terrible. But you're like, ah. Oh, like I didn't realize there was all these things. Yeah. It's all. That's actually really good. Is that personal growth from both of us? I think it might be. <laughs> we admit that Hart has value. Yeah. I think I. Or I think I thought Earth was the best one as a kid. Yeah. It's I cool. Felt like it's pretty versatile. Um, there's, you know, wherever you are, you can use it. And cause, but as a kid, you're like obsessed with like digging holes and building little structures yeah, and castles and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I love digging a I hole. I haven't dug a hole in a long time. Mm. Yeah. Maybe we should go dig a hole. Let's go dig a hole. Yeah. Glasgow's deepest hole. <gasps> we could do it. <laughs> so, yeah. So, the team's put together. Gaia just sort of makes them all appear where she is. And they... they come to terms with it pretty quickly yeah they seem to be captured by her yeah they're not going back to their family i can't remember if they go home each night after they save the world or if um yeah they've just been kidnapped forever and there's well, you know yeah, in the second wheel episode, faces on a on a milk bottle yeah, yeah <laughs> downtown ohio or something in um i think he's from new york but the whole country is looking for this kid oh that's true they're looking <laughs> Um, but in the second episode, they you do we do see them training together on like an obstacle course. So maybe they do just live with yeah. Gaia now. Yeah, it is a kidnapping. Yeah, especially Marty, who's not like I think I saw them described somewhere as four teenagers and a kid and a child. Marty's not even thirteen yet. Oh my gosh! So yeah, I don't know if uh, Gaia should be doing that. And I, it's like, why just four kids, five kids? She's she's just sitting back the whole time as well. It's almost like uh, you're not meant to take it uh, too seriously. Yeah, that's right. We're questioning it already. Because, um, you know, it's just this very unsubtle message that the children are the future. Yeah. And the power <laughs> is yours. And how amazing that 30 years later, those kids have grown up and we've solved everything. <laughs> we should probably... Uh, talk about the the reason we're doing this episode as well um as alluded to by sophie uh marty has a companion monkey that's right uh i think it sort of start when i think when we meet marty he's saving the monkey maybe that's right the monkey's about to get eaten maybe yeah and, and Marty Marty's comes in and ruins the food chain. Yes. So, good yeah, for him. Yeah, Who knows how far that butterfly wing exactly. flap <laughs> yeah. will travel. Uh, so, yeah. So, there is a, there's a monkey. The monkey doesn't talk or anything. It so, doesn't talk, but then, like, it's listed on IMDb as having, a, like, an actor. Yeah. And it's that guy who... It's a very expressive non-talking monkey. You know how it's thinking. You know how it's feeling. And Marty certainly does. Yes. I vaguely remember Marty kind of communicating with it 
later on, does he? It's, uh, apparently, Suki is voiced by Frank Welker, who... Suki being the monkey, of course. Suki's being the monkey, sorry, sorry we said that already. Uh, Sco- and who's very famous for work on Scooby-Doo and lots and lots... With a total worldwide box office gross of $17.4 billion, Frank Welker is the third highest grossing actor of all time. Wow. Number one is, is it uh, Samuel L? I vaguely remember hearing that he yes, I, took that over at five years back or something. Oh, now according to this uh, website, wikipedia.org, uh, Scarlett Johansson. Oh, wow. But this is based on lead roles. All roles. Oh, yeah, because... Because I think Samuel L. Jackson was in Sorry, all right. the Star Wars Well, all roles, and- they're actually giving it to Stan Lee. Oh, Because yeah. he had the cameo in every single Marvel movie. That makes sense. From 49 movies, he's grossed $30 billion. Number two, Samuel L. Jackson, $27 billion. Then He's fr- in a lot of those movies as well. Frank Welker, $17 billion. And number four, our main man, Hockish Greedley himself. No, his sidekick himself, John Ratzenberger, oh. is $16.7 because he's in so All many... All the Pixar movies. Pixar's, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. That, they're fun facts. Is that official? I'm going to pay those fun facts. Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, in the monkey house, I have full... Uh, Authority. Okay, yeah, yeah. By you, me. you get to deem what's fun or not. No, that's <laughs> yeah. good to know. So, yeah, Suki, the little monkey. We don't get too much uh, monkey action in the episode, but the, the presence is felt. Yeah, the monkey's there throughout the episode, yeah. but yeah, sort of just, you know, going about its business, pretty happy. Yeah, it's, I a, guess it's also means, been kidnapped. Yeah, Guy, so somehow Guy's spell got them both. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure Suki helps at different points, you know. Yeah. I've uh, got some monkey skills. So that's another power that uh, that uh, Marty has is the power of friendship with the monkey. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think that can be overrated right. no matter how hard You're you right. try. I remember when Captain Planet was massive and I, I really wanted a wheeler toy. Oh, yeah. And you, every time you go to the toy shop, they would only ever have Marty toys. Oh, you couldn't it- get no one wanted him. Yeah. Every other character. I don't think I ever even saw one in the shop. You'd go and on the rack at Kmart or Toy World, there'd be like 14 Martis and then all the others gone. These retailers need to learn. Yeah. <laughs> Why do they keep buying more Martis? <laughs> I think that they only made 14 and no one bought You're one. Right. They all ended up at that one store. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, the in this episode, the, the main villain is Hoggish Greedley. He's drilling for oil and then, you know, for him, it must be very bizarre because he's the first bad guy to see these planeteers. Mm. Uh, and they're also told, not specifically what will happen, but they're told if you need it, combine your rings. And something will happen. Something will something happen. happen. Something big. And then they fly to Hoggish Greedley on the Geo Cruiser. Oh, yeah. The uh, little sp- sort of spaceshipy type thing that they travel around on and... Gee is the pilot and Wheeler's like, yo, babe, why ain't I flying this thing? And she's like, do you have your license? And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> she's like, yeah, that's why I sit down. Do you, have you have, have you flown a plane before? <laughs> yeah, yeah, why would you yeah. be able to do it? No. Jeez, Wheeler, what an asshole. <laughs> he really is. And he's like, you know, making jokes at other people's expense and like, Cracking on to 
linker throughout the episode. Yeah, he's a he's a grub. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but yeah, anyway, they fly they fly there and Hoggis greedily. He doesn't seem too surprised that this sort of like uh, aeroplane with five teenagers has just turned up, mm. and then they land on a little island that Kwame uses his Earth power to create. Yeah, because they were going down because. Uh, uh, Hoggish had squirted them with his a big <laughs> load of uh, oil, and um, yeah, they were going down. But luckily, they really shoehorned Wheeler in here. I think that it was just the 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 other planeteers trying to help him be involved. But they're yeah. like, Wheeler, can you burn off uh, one of these panels on the plane, and so then, we can get out, get to the oil on the outside? Yes, and and use the wind to get out. Like surely that if you're gonna just blow off a door, why not just open the door? Yeah, yeah. They just that was a pity. pity that was fire. A, yeah, pity involvement there for Wheeler. And then yeah, they they clean it up. Uh, Kwame brings a bit of land up from the ocean floor for them to land on, and then the fight begins. Uh, but they're sort of they're they're out of their depth. They find pretty quickly. Yeah, we immediately realise that their powers suck. Mm. <laughs> like, 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 on their own, they can't really do. They can do little things like yeah, make a little island to land on. But when it comes to attacking a giant, giant robot, it's so big. Yes, but they. I mean, if they, they definitely could have, right? Just yeah. you make an earthquake beneath its four yeah. pretty fragile feet. You know, burn it, yeah. <laughs> blow it up. But that, or, or think- communicate with the heart of the robot. Right. I think they were kind of, weren't they worried that anything they did was going to make the problem worse? Obviously, if you use fire, then the oil might, you know, it could blow up or whatever. Yeah. You don't want to, the wind might spread fumes and such things. I think there was a reason why they couldn't figure it out. But uh, so they combine their rings. Yeah, they just chuck them up into the sky. Yeah. They just instinctively knew to do this. Yeah. Um, And for for the first time, Whenever Wheeler said fire, even accidentally, fire shot out of his ring. And um, this time, though, for some reason, when when he says it with the others, it doesn't happen. It just summons Captain Planet. I'm not. I don't know. I'm not questioning it. No. I don't know why. I'm why being, would you? Yeah, I did think that's a bit far fetched. Yeah. <laughs> so then Captain Planet comes out. Um, who uh, is just? He's basically he's an environmental Superman. He's so cool. And uh, he's got a green mullet, uh, blue skin. He's got the underwear on the outside. Yeah, no cape. No cape, you're right. And he comes in and he just goes, hey, guys. No, he doesn't talk like that. But he's like, hey. He says, the power is yours. You know how to say that right? He does say, hey, the power is (laughs) yours. And he, he explains to them what's going on a bit. He said, I've basically got all your powers at the moment, so you can't use them. I'll go get hoggish. Why don't you uh, clean up some of these walruses? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and again, pity involvement. Yes. Uh, so, <laughs> well, I reckon the walruses would have appreciated yeah, yeah. it. So he goes, but he, it turns out Captain Planet's got a bit of a kryptonite. Yes, he does. And that is pollution. Anything polluting the environment can also take him out. Because he's been, and he's, I love Captain Planet, but he's very cocky. Mm. He's very cocky. He's sort of like, Messing up the machine and like, you know. Just quipping the whole way around. Yeah, being like, and then they try to capture him with the the actual claws of the machine and then dr- like using the drill to drill in him. He's like, oh, thanks for the light scratch. Yeah, exactly. that tickles. Yeah, so <laughs> he's very cocky and then Hoggish Greedly blasts him with the oil gun and what happens? 
he goes down. Oh no! Because he's got this sort of this uh, this sort of circle thing on his chest, and I think that's like the source of he, he draws power from the sun or something. And uh, yeah, so that's all blocked off with uh, with sort of you know grubby gloop or whatever grubby gloop grubby gloop and uh, <laughs> so he goes down yeah he's, and he's fading fast and they're about to squash him with the machine and the kids bring a rock over they roll a rock ne- just near him and that sort of means that the um i mean if the so they bring the foot down of this big machine but it lands on the rock so it can't go all the way down mm, and crush the rock looks like it's about to give way yeah or if you know if hoggish greedly just aimed it better like the rock wasn't covering captain planet he was still out in the ocean yeah yeah oh my god but while they're while it's just holding that rock's just holding it otherwise he's about to get squashed although we've already found that drills didn't dent him so i don't know but maybe when he's weak oh that's a good point yes he can't defend himself so luckily uh two of the two of the planeteers um come over and uh throw water on him i think they've they've filled up linker's jacket yeah it's a little leaky, but uh, does the job. Cleans him up enough for him to just be able to power back up. And just take him down again. Yep. Um, yeah. What is it? Is that? What does he do? I can't remember. I think he, he, sort of one, takes he puts out- one of them in the bin. Yeah, that's right. John Rassenberg is in the bin. And then Hoggish Greedley has to flee because the machine sort of like is taken out. Mm. The legs are taken out. And he basically swears revenge against yes. Captain Planet and the Planeteers. I'll get... No, you'll pay for this, Captain Planet. He doesn't say that, but something like that. Uh, I just thought... Do you reckon Ratzenberger got the job because of his name? Because that guy he plays is a, a very ratty man. Mm. He loves burgers. He's always eating a burger on the, on the yeah. screen. Yeah. Interesting thought. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, I mean, it was fun. It was pretty fun, you know. It's funny to watch a show that you haven't seen in so long. Uh, and I thought it was it was basically as I remembered it, apart from just like, yeah, it's it's such clear propaganda, basically. Yes, I know. Positive but you, propaganda. That's the thing I is like you excuse say. it, I guess, because it is so positive. Like even at the end, so they have the, what what is it called again? Like the Planeteer Fact or something like that? Yeah. Where yeah. it's just like, you know, Hey, if you uh, want to recycle, you can take your cardboard boxes down to the recycling center, like little little yeah. fun things like that. Yeah. Um, do you think, I mean, I can't, even people who hate stuff, you know, hate, uh, you know, uh, goodness in the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> even like that, even they wouldn't be anti this message, right? Surely not. But what I love about it is that, like, the baddies always are basically like, I want to pollute stuff for the sake of pollution. Yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's why you they probably wouldn't be because the, uh, the people who do it in real life are like, I want to pollute things because I'm making money yeah, out of this. Yeah, that's right. It's just an unfortunate side <laughs> uh, effect and I'm just try- I'm choosing not to focus on it. But yeah, they're all like, you know, environmental terrorists really. Yeah, aren't they? yeah. Uh, yeah, so what what did you think? What- so that's, is that, that's the whole episode. How much detail are they going in on that, that website that you were reading from before? Oh, what well, do you want me to just pick another random Yeah, paragraph? give me some more. Give me some more because we have summed it up pretty quickly there. And I'm wondering how they got like 12 pages. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, I'm, I'm, this is 10 paragraphs down. 
<laughs> Gee steers the geo cruiser over the ocean. Wheeler briefly complains about not being able to fly it. And we learn that Gee has a driver's license, but he does not. <laughs> he states that it has been a weird day. Linker worries about being on their own and wishes for Gaia to be with them. Marty instantly states that she is with them, using his ring to call her. <laughs> it's also a phone. It's another thing. Uh, and she appears as a hologram in front of the Geo Cruiser. She claims that although she needs to stay on Hope <laughs> Island, doesn't explain why, she will be with the Planeteers in spirit. Wheeler accidentally sparks a blaze when he uses the word fire. Gee quickly extinguishes it. <laughs> it's literally every moment, isn't it? But it's another reminder that they all need to be careful with their new powers. Gaia explains to them that they all need to have faith in themselves. After Kwame asks what they should do if they find themselves in a situation they don't think they can handle, Gaia tells them to put their powers together, then disappears out of sight. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it is quite detailed. Let's see uh, how it finishes up here. The Planeteers sit around Captain Planet in a semicircle on the beach. He tells them that the next day they see, the next time they see Greedley, they should call him. He then disappears, returning their powers to them. The Planeteers clean up the beach, and the animals left devastated by Greedley. Wheeler heats water, and Gee hoses the animals down. Marty calms them. Kwame clears the oil residue from the beach, and Linka dries the animals off and sweeps oil away from them. Wheeler complains that they didn't make the mess. Oh, that's right. We didn't make this mess. Why do we have to clean it up? <laughs> but they have to clean it up. And they're not making any money from it. We're not making any money from it. Why are we even doing it? <laughs> wow, Wheeler. Well, and I liked that guy. Linka claims that some rewards are greater than money. Yeah, and she was like, oh, Linky, such a wet blanket. <laughs> Just making like obvious and you know fair points and wheeler reluctantly agrees the walrus that wheeler's cleaning off then licks his face affectionately and wheeler smiles and hugs the walrus back seeing linker's point the other planeteers chuckle at the sight a classic i do not remember this finish. moment i, I reckon the, well the, we watched a pretty dodgy version of it, i think might have had yeah. a, i think it had a bit of the end maybe trimmed out yeah i reckon that absolutely good of we found a, a version on YouTube where it's in the top corner of the screen alone with sort of a, a light light show going on in the rest of the screen. Uh, this, this even it details every individual ring use. There's four earth ring uses. Oh, wow. Five fire ring uses, three wind ring, three water, five heart. Five heart. There you go. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Now, significant moments and facts. Oh, this is the very first episode of Captain Planet and the Planeteers. That is quite significant. It's the first appearance of you know every character. And they've it, listed them. But they all? have listed them. Uh, Gaia observes that she's been sleeping for a century, 
and that this may not be enough time to do any proper damage, but she's proved wrong at the start of the episode. That's a, that is a significant moment and fact. <laughs> Please tell me they've listed everything as significant because yeah, they're such a, a big fan of the show. It is a long Oh, list. well. <laughs> it's all significant. You don't think this is significant? Well, this is an important moment. The expression on that rabbit's face at the start of the episode was significant. And yeah, just picking out really... Oh, you know, maybe in, maybe they're interesting. Maybe it's significant. Like, the order in which the Planeteers discover their rings is not the order in which they arrange themselves later when calling Captain Planet. Guy sends the rings out in the order Kwame, Gee, Wheeler, Linker, Marty. Later in the episode and in sub- subsequent episodes, whenever they call Captain Planet, the order is always Kwame, Wheeler, Linker, Gee, Marty. The order in which they first try out their powers... <laughs> In the Crystal Chamber on Hope Island also deviates from the usual order. The order is Linker, Kwame, Wheeler, Gee, and Marty. <laughs> Jeez, that's significant. <laughs> um, each planeteer has a very thick accent at the beginning of the episode designed to reinforce which countries they are from. Do they soften a bit, maybe? Oh, do they change the voices? Yeah, I don't... I don't... I, I don't think I noticed. I don't think I noticed that either. Uh, Wheeler's first reaction is to flirt with Linker. Her first reaction is to reject him. And yep. uh, from memory, he that doesn't stop him. I think that continues through the se- seasons. Yes. Just really uh, betting down in people's minds from a young age that just keep going. Persistence is key. You know, like, that's how your granddad married your grandma. Yeah. He asked her to be his wife 96 times. Yeah, that was yeah, that was just how it was done, and like it was like a thing where women couldn't say yes quickly or something. That's what someone was explaining to me. Right, so you have to. So it was like even if you want to say yes, you can't say yes immediately. Yeah, that's. I mean, I don't know. There's nothing that's universal like that. I love how people and I do it sometimes just extrapolate from one anecdote and go, "Yep, that's how it used to be." That's how it was back then. But yeah, I don't know. On planet Earth. i got to stop talking about things I don't know about, which is nearly everything. Well, but you do know what is significant about this episode. Uh, Wheeler shows that he's from Brooklyn in this episode. None of the other planeteers are as specific about where they come from. Yeah, they're so broad, everyone else. From Africa. (laughs) There's 54 countries (laughs) to choose from there. Yeah, the Soviet Union's huge. South America. Everywhere from Asia, somewhere. <laughs> yeah. All we know is that it's you know she's on a coastline at the start. They say Wheeler's from North America, but yeah, they do show that he's very specifically from. Yeah, Brooklyn. Hey, he's walking here. Is that Brooklyn? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Uh, the first person to call Wheeler Yankee is actually Gee, not Linker, who often uses this as a nickname for him in later episodes. Huh. There you go. Significant. I'm just picking these out at random. Do you think Gaia chose them all because they all speak very good English so they could communicate with each other? Yeah, that's true. Potentially. That's the the universal language, I guess, for them to communicate. Because if they didn't all speak the same language. Or is it because it's an American TV show? Yeah. Why do you think she picked Wheeler? I mean, when we see him, he's... Is he sticking up for someone? He's sort of saving someone who's getting Yeah, getting mugged. mugged in an alley. I guess maybe as the show goes by, he learns a bit more. 
And you think that's that's what she wanted for someone to mm-hmm. learn? Yeah, maybe. Uh, I mean, obviously, the reason she's I think she's more like a reality TV show. Yes. Producer. Than like, this she, these people will clash. We'll get some entertainment. Yes, from she's not picking the people who would work best as yeah. a team. She wants. She's trying to make a good show. Yeah, the best would be just to have Captain Planet around all the time. Yeah. Yeah, no, just, no kids needed. Just yeah, just make him permanently around. But yeah, she wanted. You know, she had signed a deal with Ted Turner. Yeah, that's right. The to show together. Uh, Greedley Greedley is never caught at the end of the episode. He escapes, threatening that he'll come back. I mean, they always get away. The other episodes we watched, they got away as well. Mm. Uh, the the rat baddie played by venomous scum. Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. They escaped in like a little like tunneling machine. Did you say that one of them is played by Martin Sheen as well? Yes, I did look up who Ma- who was Martin Sheen again because we talked about that. Oh, Dave, I think I think someone probably should get fired for this blunder. Oh dear, what happened? Well, it's a significant moment. When Gee is shown putting her ring on with the other planeteers, her jacket disappears. It reappears when she is teleported to Hope Island. No. Or maybe that's just a glitch in the teleportation. Yeah. I don't think it's a continuity thing. Yeah, that's right. No jackets in the teleportation device. Mm. A sly sludge is a baddie <laughs> voiced by originally Martin Sheen. Wow. Um, yeah. What does this uh, adaptation? The first issue of the Captain Planet and the Planeteers comic was a direct adaptation of this episode. It was titled the same. It was adapted by the comics writers Barry Dutta and Jim Sallycrup. But there were differences. Okay. For instance, the comic opens with Greedley laughing at his destruction rather than the destruction of the forest. You know, just go straight to the oil rigging. Okay, I mean, if you have listed out everything specifically, you will notice when there are slight differences. So I am understanding. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's a very slight difference because yeah. the destruction of the forest was also his destruction. Yeah, but I get. I'm, I wonder if the rabbit like, was yeah. featured. There was no rabbit, or oh, the rabbit was slightly darker in the comic book. Uh, in the comic, Linker is the one who suggests combining their powers rather than Kwame. Ooh. Okay. I reckon that would have probably made a few of hardcore fans a bit P.O. Yeah, that's right. I apologize for the language there. But sometimes it's needed. There are two animation errors listed. I don't know if you have the heart to hear these. Oof, Get your okay. ring ready. Here we go. When Kwame asks Marty what he thinks his power is, his ring is missing. Oh, my goodness. And the other one is when Captain Planet is summoned, his red boots are missing throughout the rest of the episode. What? What's he just barefoot? Jesus. I'm I'm fuming. Someone had to be fired for that blunder. Uh, Anyway, let's uh, let's give it a score. What do you reckon? What do you give it banana-wise? How many bananas in your bunch for starters? I'm going to say I've got seven in my bunch this week. It's a big bunch. Yeah. And uh, that's I, I normally work for seven, seven bunch as well. Seven, and I'm going to say that they are perfectly ripe. Perfectly ripe, yep. And will remain perfectly ripe no matter how old I get. <laughs> These bananas will always be ripe. I keep coming back to it. 
These nostalgia flavored bananas just are fantastic. Uh, yeah, magic bananas. And how many out of uh, how many out of seven? How many bananas? Oh, full seven. Full seven out of seven. Yeah, sorry, that's what I mean. I've got the full bunch. Gotcha. Yeah, and they taste perfect. They well, you, you cannot give give a better score than that. No, but I love this show. I'm gonna say five out of seven. Okay, bring down gonna, the average a little bit there. Look, I'm gonna say four out of seven. Okay. <laughs> uh, the other thing we like to do, I'm gonna say perfectly ripe though. Okay. Uh, the other thing we like to do uh, is give a DNA percentage. Now, I don't know if you know this man, Andy Matthews, Dave. He's some sort of scientist. Oh, yes. And he once told me that humans and chimpanzees share about 98% DNA. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, at this point in the show, we normally like to uh, see how much we share in common with the primate featured in the media we've just consumed. Uh, And, uh, yeah, what what percentage do you see yourself in, Suki? Oh, okay. Good and, question. Uh, w- and for what what reasons? Um, well, I obviously do uh, travel the world on the shoulder of a small boy. Yes. Um, who rescued me in a jungle. Yes. So, I see quite a lot of myself. Is that what you call easy jet? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Nothing but the best. Nothing but the best. Uh, I'm going to give this a, uh, a 77. 77, you're 70% in common with uh, Suki. Yeah, well, I I don't travel around uh, on the shoulder of a young boy, but I do have a cheeky laugh Mm. and uh, I do like helping save the planet if I can. Yep. I don't, but if I can. If you can. You know, if it comes up. Yeah. uh, Which is, I guess, the same as Suki. Suki's never leading. Yeah, Suki's never going out of their way. Yeah. Uh, so, I want to say probably 69%, I reckon. Oh, that's very nice. Uh, okay. Well, uh, this, this is uh, a, uh, a question from Sophie who suggested the topic. Uh, if anyone wants to suggest a topic, Dave and I will... Uh, I think we're going to do the next couple of weeks while we're over here in the UK. Uh, so, if you have any movies or TV shows or anything you think we should watch and talk about... There's a link in the show notes uh, with a, a form to fill out, which is what Sophie did. And uh, after your suggestion, there's also a spot where you can ask a question or give a fact or anything. And uh, Sophie asked, uh, what, what's your favorite primate now versus what was your favorite primate as a child? Oh, okay. And as always, uh, I, I like to encourage people to answer their questions if they can and Sophie has done that I don't know if you want to hear Sophie's answer before you give yours Sophie said I feel like orangutans are cool now but gorillas were cool in the late 90s and I can't argue with that I I would say I still think gorillas are pretty cool but yeah I I actually but that was my instinct as well I would have said I reckon gorilla at the time yep in the mid to late 90s and it felt like Gorillas were having a big moment in movies. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Yep. Although Dunson checks in was around Rang Tan, and that was yeah. uh, mid to late nineties. Yeah, no, no, I feel like yeah, Rang Tan's always been in maybe the big three at the yeah. top there. Of the great apes. Yep. Humans don't make that no. the cut there. Chimps are in number there. four. We're make yeah. the top four. Yeah, I would say it was yeah, gorillas, chimps, orangutans, yeah, humans. 
So you're more of an ape man than a monkey man? I was. Yes. But now I feel like I'm more of a monkey man than an ape man. Right. Yeah, there's all... Jeez, it's tricky. Because I love them all. It's like choosing your favourite footballer or something. Mm, yeah, yeah. Because you love all the footballers. <laughs> I, love, I love all the St Kilda yeah. players equally. But, of course, Timmy Membry is uh, my current favourite. Frankie Peck. Actually, it's pretty easy. Frankie Peckett, all-time favourite. And if you were Frankie Peckett, what's who's the equivalent my... in the chimp or ape world? Yeah, that's a good question. Someone's really cool, uh, sort of underrated mm. by the broader primate community. Um, very good question. Maybe like... Uh, yeah, maybe like a... I love the Japanese macaques. Oh, they're awesome. Such a cool... Yeah. And they're, they're just really cool, you know, just hanging out in that spa, the natural spring. Um, yeah, maybe maybe that's what I'd say now. But yeah, as a, as a kid, I definitely would have been a gorilla man for sure. Uh, that's a great question, Sophie. Did I, did I tell you that I saw some... Um, I'm trying to look up their proper name now, but um, some... Many monkeys in the wild in Morocco. Ah. Yeah, they live like in the the forests of the Atlas Mountains. Wow. And if you go right up to them, this is the... It's showing Matt now a photo. These little guys. Oh, yeah. Flipping around. There's little babies on mum's backs. Oh, it was great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Barbary macaque. Ah, yeah. The Barbary macaque. That's what made me think of it. Yeah. This is the only prime, only primate. This is National Geographic. So I hope it's true. The only primate other than humans north of of the Sahara on the African continent, and the only macaque living outside of Asia. Wow, that's a special macaque. Yeah, also known as the Barbary ape in the Atlas Mountains. Yeah, it was awesome. I love I love how many different kinds of primates there are. Before doing this show, I had no idea. Well, I'm, yes, it's. Like I, I, Extraordinary. I reckon I would have been like five years ago. I mean, yeah, like seven types. Yeah, top sevens. There's hundreds. Mm. Uh, Barbara Brown's titty. Uh, pardon me. Barbara, Barbara's, Barbara's brown titty or Bar- Barbara Brown's titty. <laughs> I forget. Hang on, let me. You gotta f- make that distinction very clear. This is an Evan Munro Smith favorite. Barbara's. I'm gonna look up Barbara's brown titty and see what comes up. Because I think it's something like that. And this is... Evan is quite into this? Yes. It's Barbara's brown titty. <laughs> and where are they from? Barbara Brown's titty, yep. Uh, they are from South America. Okay. And do you know the origin of the name? Uh, I guess I'm guessing Barbara Brown sort of named it. Or <laughs> After what, though? <laughs> uh... It's named after the zoologist Barbara Elaine Russell Brown, uh, an American biologist and philanthropist. I hope I hope that Barbara named it herself and she knew what she was doing. She she knew. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you mean by that. She knew that that was a great name. I mean. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And what an honor. Oh, yeah. Barbara Brown's titty. I love, there's so many great titty names. <laughs> um, let's see. What are the other? There's like... Um, White-eared titty, Rio Benny titty, Rio Mayo titty, white-coated titty, uh, Baptista Lake titty, Prince Bernard's titty, <laughs> brown titty, ashy black titty, Hoffman's titty, Milton's titty, red-bellied titty. Wow. Yeah. 
My favorite though is Barbara Brown's titty. Yeah, that is. I think Evans on the money. It's it's fantastic. So specific. I love it. Um, yeah, Lucifer titty is pretty good. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I think you're right. Barbara Brown uh, titty is the best one. But yeah, they're also they're they're a beautiful uh, monkey as well. Big fan. Uh, Beautiful fuzz balls with big long tails. (laughs) (laughs) What are we talking about again? Do you reckon this is the most relaxed you've ever been on a podcast? You are literally lying down. I am reclining. I am lounging. I am loving it. I'm in my pajamas with a tracksuit over the top. Yeah. I'm feeling good. Yeah, you look comfortable. You sound comfortable. Do I, yeah, do I, do I sound I, zoned out? No, I think this is a. I think this is a great episode for listeners to save as a a, a nice uh, going to bed type episode. Absolutely. And if you are drifting off now, just let yourself go. Old breathe ma- in, breathe out. Yeah, breathe in, hold. <laughs> yeah. And breathe out. Oh, thank goodness. Because if you forget breathe to say in, that, hold, hold. Think of Barbara Brown's titty. <gasps> <laughs> and breathe out. <sighs> Think of Satan's titty. The Lucifer titty. Uh <laughs> thank you for that question, Sophie. I think the um the orangutan's also, you know, maybe my favourite. I love those big face plates that the 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 uh older males get. You know, their t- faces turn into like dinner plates. Yeah, they look amazing. So cool. Uh the other one uh, other fact I'm going to read out today. Some been getting ones that also don't necessarily have to do anything to do with uh, primates or anything. Okay. Which I like. This one comes from Braden from Brisbane. My fun fact is the word fun comes from the Middle English fon, which means to make a fool of. A literal fun fact there. Oh, okay. Thank you very much, Braden. Yeah, that's that's you cannot deny that is a fun fact. That's a fun fact. Argue that. That's argue also, the point. Also, that's also, I argue a fond fact. <laughs> Very much so. Uh, yeah, so if anyone has any fun facts or fond facts about primates or anything else, really. <laughs> yeah. There's, so there's two links in the show notes. The first one is uh, to suggest topics. If you've got any ideas, we'd love to hear them. Uh, and the other one is just if you've got a fact or a question or anything you want me to read out I'll, I'll read a few out at the end of each episode the other thing i like to do is read a few reviews out if you give us a five-star review i will read it out whatever it says within reason i'm not going to read out anything nasty unless it's you know about me is okay but you know sure you're not gonna, I'm not gonna slander do, anyone else yeah it won't be going on about there won't be any sort of hate speech or anything um uh let's see what we got so this one comes from jimbo uh, via Apple Podcasts in Australia. G'day, Jimbo. Hey, Jimbo. Hopefully we're not losing our accents. We've been uh, over here for three days now. I'm very posh. I feel like I tell this story every every time uh, something like this comes up. But when uh, I first travelled to Europe, I was backpacking many years ago. And um, I'd been over for a few months. And I was, I was camping in a tent outside of uh, Munich for Oktoberfest. And I call, I went to a payphone, called home f- for the first time. And I said, hey, mom, how's it going? And she said, oh, you sound very posh. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Like I'd been, I'd, my oh. accent had, had changed, which I didn't notice. Absolutely. Is, did you start by saying guten tag, mother? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had, I'd been living in England for like two two months and then so good so i'm obviously just picked up a little bit of an english oh yes a jolly good show but i to me it just felt like i was still talking like me but yeah that's really really funny well you sound posh oh i sound a bit posh and we're paying like you know 50 cents per minute or something (laughs) yeah yeah i'm like mom come on that zinger actually cost me this is costing heaps i just need to tell you that i'm alive everything's good (laughs) uh all right, so Jimbo writes, Harambe Musings, five stars. So you get to title your review as well. Love that. What if you did... Bra- uh, oh, okay. This this relates to last week's episode. So I think we had a question. Angus Gordon was the guest. Mm-hmm. And we were asked the question, if you could bring back any uh, primate back to life for one hour and they could speak <laughs> English and you could communicate with them, who would it be? And I think we, I think... I said Harambe, and Angus thought that was quite cruel because then Harambe would have to die a second time. <laughs> Only this time he would he'd uh, be able to communicate and be like, "What? Why are you doing this he would again?" Know. <laughs> I'm like, I wouldn't tell him. <laughs> we just hang out and we could talk. But anyway, uh, Jimbo, uh, is, is, uh, <laughs> I like how it because <laughs> you can just um, send a message. And ask a question that way. But I like getting these through reviews because people yeah. looking at these reviews online must just be like, what? <laughs> uh, so Jimbo writes, what if you did bring Harambe back with the ability to speak for an hour? And he said, actually, they did do the right thing. I was about to rip that kid into little pieces. <laughs> uh, well, then, yeah, I guess that would be great closure, Jimbo. Yeah. I think if, if Harambe had... had like obviously Harambe would have made peace with it. Yeah, would have if Harambe understood. said, "I forgive you." Yeah, you did the right thing. I would have, I would have killed that kid. I think that would be fantastic to know that. And honestly, it wouldn't hurt my appreciation for Harambe one bit. No, you'd appreciate the honesty. Yeah, the honesty, the growth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Jimbo. I think that would that would almost be the ideal scenario. Yeah. Uh, we wouldn't lose a king, but we would gain an appreciation for the uh, shooter. <laughs> <laughs> but that has not happened, Jimbo, unfortunately. Uh, but thank you so much for those five beautiful shining stars. Oh, my goodness. Uh, this one comes from OJHRSVV, also via Apple Podcasts in Australia. Hey, OJHRSVV. G'day. Oh. How do you do, mate? Oh, you sound so so posh. (laughs) Uh, The headline for this is Zach, five stars. Okay. Uh, And they write, Matt Stewart is a cuck. (laughs) 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 Uh, In brackets, just wanted to see if he'll read this out. Love the show. (laughs) And you did. Zach, thank you so much. That means a lot. (laughs) Uh, I, I really enjoy I enjoy the whole cuck thing. A few people have called me cuck sincerely about um, things I say on podcasts before. And I found that... Yeah, soy boy cuck? Yeah, I found that pretty amusing. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. It's a fun, it's a fun. I think it's a fun word to say. I can see, I understand why people got into it. Feels like the you don't hear it as much anymore. 
No, and you, you think we should bring it back? Yeah, maybe. Probably, you still hear Snowflake a little bit. Yeah. That probably took it over a little. But that doesn't, it doesn't have the, the bite. Yeah. Cuck. I'm a bit behind. I don't know what the, the current uh, the current day version don't of worry, Cuck is. Don't worry, someone will yell it at you soon. But I think Cuck is a classic and yep. deserves another go. <laughs> bring back the Cuck. Bring it back. Uh, and the last one here I'll read out comes from Gadmatron. Also from Apple Podcasts in Australia. Gadmatron, can chances? I say to you, good day, Moi. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my accent softened a bit. Uh, I've been in old blighty too long. Yeah, that's right. My goodness, you're forgetting who you are. Uh, Gadmatron writes, my favourite show in the Do Go Oniverse. Frickin' yes, Gadmatron. You are my favourite type of person. <laughs> There's not a lot of you, but... Um, the True Believers. I love the True Believers. Apes together strong, Gabmatron. Uh, Gabmatron writes, five stars. Loving the return of primates and the ape titty slide saga. P.S. In Spymate episode 100, some sort of scientist, Andy Matthews, said he harbors ambitions to rewrite Spymates as a screenplay if you reach 200 episodes... Can you confirm that work has commenced on said screenplay? I have no recollection of that at all. Oh, okay. You've got to reach 200. Yeah. So we're still, we're, we're a fair way shy of it, I think. We're in the 130s. Uh, but I'll next time I see Andy, I will put that to him. Uh, he's a busy man. And I could, but I can almost guarantee that he would have made time for this. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a busy man, but he's a man of his word. Yes. He never he never uh, welches on never. a word. He if he never says welch. a word, he means that word. <laughs> he says it, and it stays said. <laughs> uh, I think that yeah, that's all uh, all we've got for the reviews. Uh, if you give us five star review, we'll, we'll read it out. Yeah, uh, love to hear some. If you if you write them in the next uh, week or two. And you've got anything to say to Dave, maybe about what he thinks of primates or, or whatnot, um, yeah, feel free. Give me a good day. Yeah, give him a good day. He wants a good day. <laughs> uh, well, that brings us to the end of the episode, Dave. What a pleasure it's been to have you in the monkey house once again. A true pleasure to go back and revisit one of the great shows, Captain Planet. Loved it. I'd love to hear uh, from listeners uh, via our social media or, or wherever, um, which which of the Spice Girls mm. uh, did you associate with, or who was your favourite? And also, uh, which planeteer? Uh, we also something we didn't talk about was uh, Captain Pollution. Oh yes, the nemesis, the arch enemy. Did you see who was he voiced by anyone famous? Same guy that does Captain Planet. Oh man, that must have been fun for him. You hear actors talk about it a bit that it's always fun to play a villain. Yeah. But I, I just remember his voice being like, I'm Captain Pollution. <laughs> Whoa. And he was summoned by five of the, the baddies coming together and making their own rings. And so instead of fire, they're like, sludge, fog. <laughs> <laughs> fog. <laughs> Was it fog or something like that? It, was, it would have been smog if anything. Smog, it was smog. You're right. I was, fog, fog. Uh, uh, mist. <laughs> Overcast day. Uh, 
and yeah, that as a that was my favorite as a kid. I'm like, this is sick. Yeah, that was so cool. I looked him up. So he's in two two part episodes. I think they finished a couple of seasons with the yeah, the arch enemy. Yeah, so great. Um, <laughs> I'm Captain Pollution. <laughs> yes, but unfortunately, we couldn't find those episodes to watch. But uh, yeah, do yourself a favor if you can. Uh, where can people find you, Dave? You can find me uh, on the Book Cheat and Do Go On podcasts. Yes. And uh, yeah, if, if you're listening out for the Book Cheat, there'll be some live episodes coming out soon. That That's we'll right. Get- you can also find me in the United Kingdom with you doing these shows. If people want to come and see us, there are still some tickets available at dogoonpod.com. Yeah. Having a great time. Um, we get it. We a lot of nice things were said about last night's show. Yeah, it was really really fun. So yeah, we did the pod and then some stand up and, and met a bunch of people. It was just a good night out. Good night out. Uh, and yeah, you can find us at Primates Pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Let us know which ring you would choose. Ooh. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it, Dave. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. And as we always say here at Primates Podcast, go planet. <laughs> The power is yours. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 